You know, you often hear people say the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, I beg to differ when it comes to today's topic, and that's the talk about the evolution of the collector. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. Links in the show notes. Everybody is different when it comes to not only wrestling, but pretty much anything in life. Things change, sometimes they stay the same, but more often than not, they evolve in some sort of way. This can be due to change of styles, tastes, or just general interests. There are other elements that make us adapt and change as well as a little bit of personal stuff that can make you change or certain life circumstances. That would be stuff like finances, family obligations, and there's numerous other life situations that can dictate the way that your mindset changes or the things that you do. But no matter what, whether you like it or not, things change. But before we dive into this topic, just a quick reminder about how you can show your support for this podcast and all of my content. The easiest thing you can do, you're already listening to this on a platform, is hit that subscribe button and leave me a review if you've liked this show so far or you like any of my past shows. And don't forget when this show is over, check the links in the show notes for all the ways that you can help show your support for my content. Again, I'm on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, all my social platforms, Patreon, the World's Collide podcast, my eBay store, and much more. So when it pertains to the hobby and more specifically wrestling cards, let's talk about some evolutions not only seen in my personal collecting, but from the broader wrestling collecting base in general. Let me also preface this by saying that some of these topics that I'll touch on today, they're not anything new to the hobby. I'm not breaking any news in general. And some I may have already touched on before, but just observations that I've had over the past year or so of some things that have changed. And I think they're important to talk about or touch on them briefly once again. Let's start with a real simple one, the volume of collectors. We've seen a huge influx of wrestling card participants over the past year. Some may chalk it up to the major releases from new licenses such as Upper Deck AEW or Panini WWE, and both of them being promoted on the actual wrestling TV product that you see on Mondays or Wednesdays or even sometimes the pay-per-views. We've also seen other segments within our niche grow, such as the huge boom of indie card collecting. There's tons of indie card releases going on now. Sometimes they're one-offs or the wrestlers actually putting them out themselves. Sometimes it's the promotions putting out full-fledged sets. We've even seen some, I'll call it, hobby participants or collector card sets that are coming out and possibly more to come. And not to mention all the different ways that we have seen people collecting. The way people collect has been completely turned upside down compared to the way that your grandpa collected or even maybe the way that you collected as a child. Sure, set collecting or collecting a certain wrestler or player collecting is still a thing for sure. And trying to find that true rookie card will never go away. But those have all evolved. Now people are collecting parallel sets, sets of certain eras, sets of certain champions, and finding all kinds of new and unique ways to pair their fandom of wrestling with the cards that they want to collect. We're seeing more people super collect random wrestlers that, on the surface, may seem strange. Why aren't they collecting Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, MJF, etc.? Instead, we're seeing more collectors focus in on getting the best cards of the best releases of certain wrestlers that they still like. Maybe they can't afford or obtain Superfractors, Golds, and one-of-ones of the hobby headliners. But maybe they can afford that for talents like... Dominic Mysterio, Brian Pillman Jr., Adam Cole, or any other random wrestler you can think of that's not that top-tier hobby headline name that people expect everyone to like and collect. As someone who likes to see other people's collections, all these new ways of collecting and putting together their favorite wrestlers on their favorite pieces of cardboard has been a huge breath of fresh air to me. 
let's talk about the topic that will not die. And maybe it's not dying because I'm not letting it die. I keep talking about it. Modern versus vintage. And again, I'm not here to say that one is better than another or which you should or should not collect or partake in. Because I straddle both sides of the fence. I've said it before, 82, 83 All-Stars, my favorite set of all time. And I like Prism. I like Select. And I've just now been dabbling in some of the Chronicle stuff that Carrion Cross has been released in. It's a lot of fun to do vintage and modern both. But anyone can do whatever they want to do in this hobby, collect what they want to collect, like what they want to like. But for the longest time, it seemed like the majority of the wrestling car community has been kind of hell-bent on going back and finding old stuff. The random guy from the 90s that maybe it's his true rookie card. Is it a sticker? Is it a food issue? The first appearance of a legend from a Japanese magazine or a Japanese toy or a set or something. And in the past year or two, we've seen a rise in the interest in other segments. What I mean by that is modern has really exploded with the major releases as I spoke of. AEW, Upper Deck, and Panini, WWE. But like I said earlier, you've got modern indie releases and those are now being sought after and collected. Modern releases of major foreign sets have also gained a foothold in our hobby as well. I just love seeing all the different types of modern things that people collect. Whether I like it or not, whether I collect it or not, it's just interesting and fun to watch. I've talked about it before, seeing the same stuff over and over again gets so stale to me, even if it's something I like. And let's talk about rarity versus commodity. This is another topic that I don't think I'm going to let die because I just continue to hammer home on it. This has also been an evolution that I've seen lately. I've talked about the explosion of modern wrestling card collecting and how all the new people coming into that segment. Along with that, it seems like the collector's mentality has also shifted within that. While the key iconic rookie cards have always been the hobby chase or the grail to some people, that seems to be changing a little bit. Now people seem to be wanting to track down the truly rare stuff, be it modern or vintage. The cards that you just don't see available on eBay every day, regardless of the grade or the condition or what the serial numbers are numbered to. I've talked about stuff like Prism Blacks, Prism Golds, the AEW short prints, all the hard-to-find food releases, foreign releases, etc. But it seems like people have somewhat shifted their attention from the commodity cards that everybody always wants to have to more of the limited rare stuff, and in some cases the one-of-ones. The stuff that just doesn't pop up every day, and the stuff that's locked away in collectors' PCs that may never see the light of day, and there's always that lore around when one will show up. Let's talk about grading. For the longest time, wrestling card purists seem to shun grading, but little by little, especially with iconic rookie cards and more modern stuff, people are starting to grade more and more. Now, I'm not saying you should go out and grade everything you own. In my opinion, it's purely a case-by-case basis, and it really has a lot to do with what your specific plan is or what you're intending to do with that card by getting it graded. But the fact that wrestling card collectors are now accepting grading for what it is and the value that it can put on certain cards, it is refreshing. And look, grading is never going to be a perfect science. Collectors will bicker about it back and forth for numerous reasons. People choose to grade or not grade their cards for different reasons as well. But I kind of think we were past the point of the days where people just did not say, well, I don't need a company to tell me that my card is a 10 to make it gain in value. It's already more valuable anyway. So as you can see, a lot has changed with wrestling cards in the past year or two, and I would say most of it is for the good. Ultimately, the evolution of the collector is a good thing in my opinion, no matter what angle you want to take on that. And while some people may disagree with me, the more collectors that we get into wrestling cards, the better it is for our niche of the hobby long term. What do you think of this episode? What are some evolutions you have maybe made in your hobby journey? I'd love to hear all about it. 
Feel free to tag me on any social platform that you're on to get the discussion going. And who knows, maybe your post about your evolution as a collector helps others out with their hobby journey. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode today. If this podcast has brought you some value, please hit that subscribe button, give me a review, tell a friend about the show, spread the word about the Wrestling With Cards podcast and all the other content that I'm putting out. And speaking of that, before you get out of here, make sure to check the links in the show notes for all the other things you can check out that I'm doing and ways you can support. But until next time, keep on collecting, keep on having fun. Evolve as a collector. We'll see you.